Hey, podcast listeners, a different tune this time. It's more in keeping with today's podcast, which is all about, you've guessed it, getting married here in the Netherlands. My guest is Beatrice Betley, and she is known as the expat wedding planner. She's made it her mission to guide expats through the maze of marriage here. There may be different expectations. The Dutch don't really celebrate that much. It's not as exuberant as in other countries it would be. And so as an expat, yes, you have different expectations when it comes to the venue, when it comes to decorations, when it comes to lots of things. Then there's the catering. Here in Holland you have a huwelijksreceptie, and then you get a quote for bitterballen and some drinks where you might be expecting, you know, a four-course dinner with wine arrangement. And of course there are some funny stories. He went to the pickup point, but there was a different boat on there, so he didn't check. There was a different wedding party on, on board, so he just went on there. The boat took off, and then he realized it's the wrong party. Who says the course of true love ever runs smoothly? I met up with Beatrice at a beach club in Kijkdown, near The Hague. Hello, my name is Beatrice Betley, and I am the expert wedding planner. And what made you move into wedding planning, of all things? I've always organized things. I mean, it started when I was... A, I'm originally a, a fashion designer. When I was studying fashion design, they asked me... I sort of rolled into planning by organizing fashion shows backstage. So not the Armani ones or something like that, but, you know, uh, from a bigger um, department stores, fancy boutiques or whatever, I organized that. So I've always done that part-time and then I uh, pursued a career in international trade in design I've been a visual merchandising manager for over 400 stores of a global retail organization um, and there was a point in my life where I decided I wanted to follow more my heart and wedding planning came in my way because it's combining everything that I like you've got uh, basically the interaction with uh, people with different cultures I speak six languages so for me it was very important to still do something where I could use six languages yes <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, so for me, it was important that I still maintain that internationality. In the trade job, I've worked with people from countries and also visited countries from Chile to China, you know, in Russia to New Zealand, India. Um, so I always love integrating building bridges between cultures. That was, for me, was very important to do. And I love the planning. Uh, I love the complexity of planning a wedding. Um Planning a wedding is basically, I would say, it's like managing a big project with emotions involved and a deadline you can't move because it has to be that specific date. You can't say, oh, I'm missing this, so let's move it back. It doesn't work like that. Do you have an example of an unusual wedding you've planned or one that sticks out for being for a particular reason? Well, the nice thing with uh, working with internationals is that every wedding is different. Um, what I enjoy about it is that I always try to combine the different wedding traditions of different uh, of both the partners. Not only is it fun to do because I try to re research what are strange traditions, you know, which won't be funny to do. But it's it's also it is a point where at the wedding, then the families of the two partners they they start interacting. Hey, what is this? What is going on? Uh, what sort of nationalities have you helped in and what sort of uh, cultural differences have you come across? Dutch, Irish, uh, German, British, uh, French, Russian. I've been lucky enough to have been invited to an Indian wedding of a former supplier of mine in Mumbai. 
Uh, that was quite an experience. Um, so, yes, uh, Argentinian. So there's a lot coming across, yes. And what are some of the, the different expectations then that you've, uh, that you've had to deal with? Um, generally, those of you who live in the Netherlands for a bit longer, you know that the Dutch don't really celebrate that much. It's not as exuberant as in other countries it would be. And so as an expat, yes, you have different expectations when it comes to the venue, when it comes to decorations, when it comes to lots of things. And uh, for me, it's always to try to, uh, you know, to translate the expectations also to the venues they've booked. Uh, one nice example I would say is if you are asking for a quote for a um, wedding reception. Here in Holland, you have a huwelijksreceptie, and then you get a quote for bitterballen and some drinks where you might be expecting, you know, a four-course dinner with wine arrangement. And all these little things are what makes it interesting. You must experience lots of emotional moments. It's a wedding and something funny, sad, moving, and everything in between. Did you have an example of something that you know, was a very kind of funny uh, uh, moment you've uh, come across or a very moving moment you've come across? Well, they're mostly actually probably leading up to it because there's also families involved and then sometimes, especially the mothers of the bride, they're feeling a bit sad that they can't really participate in everything because the daughter is here and they are somewhere else. So there's a lot of things that you have to help the bride with how to deal with that also you know so that's that's always uh, touching okay because otherwise there can be tensions yeah of course i mean it's a stressful it's stressful and uh i think every parent always expects the child only to marry once you know and so they want to be involved with that and it's yeah there can be tensions yes Let's go through the steps, if that's okay. What, what, are the, what are the steps of getting married in the Netherlands? Because there are different uh, rules here uh, about how you actually have to go about getting married, and that's not always apparent for internationals. Can you take me through the steps? What is the first step when you want to get married in the Netherlands? Well, you have to decide where you want to get married. Um, because you first you have to, in the Netherlands, you have to get married legally first before you can have any sort of, let's say, even religious ceremony. I know in the, some countries, for example, the UK, it's different because then the church automatically passes it on to the, the authorities. Here you don't. You have to be married in a gemeente. Uh, there you have to decide where you want to be married because um, every gemeente has their own pricing. That's the city hall. Yes, the city hall or registry office. Um, so you have to check with them. Uh, there are different prices. There is most communities offer that you can get married for free, but that is a long waiting list. But the nice thing in Holland is you do not have to go to the city hall or the registry office because a lot of nice locations are also official wedding locations. We are having this interview in a beach club. This beach club is not an official wedding destination, but... There are numerous beach clubs where you can actually, the registrar is going to come there and marry you. So you don't have to do the walk to the gemeente and then have a party of beach club. No, you can do it all in one in a beach club.
No, there's many places, castles,、uh, some hotels.、Uh, if we're looking at the Hague, the Museum Escher, for example, the former palace of the Queen,、um, is an official wedding location.、Uh, the former fish auction hall just became one.、Uh, many castles outside of Utrecht, beach clubs. Some gemeentes even allow you to have a designated wedding location just for one day. So let's say if you met in a pub, you could. Try to get the pub allocated for a day as a wedding destination. Romantic. Well, whatever you want. Somebody got married in the snack bar when they first met. Not my.、Choice. Seriously. Seriously, yes.、Okay, the snack bar where? Schiedam, but those weren't experts. <laughs> so they met over the the cast souffle and、yes. then decided this was the moment we have to recreate the magic. Yes, apparently they met while they were ordering, standing in line ordering something, and he proposed to her there, and that's why he thought, "Let's get married there." You're listening to Here in Holland, the podcast about life in the Netherlands. My guest for this episode is Beatrice Betley, and she is a wedding planner. We'll hear more from Beatrice and her golden tips in just a minute. But first, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Here in Holland podcast. I have many ways for you to get in touch: Facebook, facebook.com forward slash podcast here in Holland. There's WhatsApp if you're in the Netherlands. It's zero six twelve forty two eighty three eighty seven. Outside the Netherlands, drop the zero and add the country code thirty one. That's impossible to remember, of course, so I've put that in the show notes. You can also email me here in Holland at gmail dot com, or you can go to the website here in Holland dot com. Okay, back to Beatrice and her tips on getting married in the Netherlands. Okay, okay. So venue is one. Choose a venue and can be a gemeente or it can be anywhere else. What's step two?、Uh, getting your documents in order. Okay,、oh, that sounds a bit、uh, bit of a nightmare. <laughs> I can see you're laughing.、Uh, well, it, de- it depends a bit. What you realistically need is you need a birth certificate. You need, and then it comes. You need a letter of impediment. What is that? <laughs> exactly,、uh, that is basically a proof from your country of origin that you're not already married. And with that letter of impediment, there has to be an apostille on it. Apostille you can see as a sort of a notary seal, which is accepted from one country to the other. So you don't. Good timing from the crow there. The notary was named, and we had this kind of ominous crowing sound. <laughs> Sorry, interrupt you. Yeah, the apostille stamp from a notary. Yeah. Well, it's not the notary; it's the country itself that does it. But it's like a notary stamp. So if you were going to、uh, ver- validify a personal document, you go to the notary. If it's an official document, it's apostille. And the nice thing is that I think、um, almost all countries have signed it. What you have to take into consideration is that as this document comes from your country of origin, how long does it take to get paperwork from there? Some countries are very quick; other ones could take months. And you have to add that in in how it is to plan your wedding. Okay, you might be kind of divorced or separating by the time you get your documents through.、Uh, well, yeah, I mean,、uh, we not ha- divorced because you haven't been married. Exactly, but, yeah. <laughs> but it it can take it can take some uh, uh, some time. I mean, okay, so build in at least six months or so. Definitely six months for getting it. Yes. Okay, step two is documents. Step three. Then the nice part comes the planning. What do you want? How do you envision it? You know, it's it's always. I think what internationals have to remember.、Um, Even if you get married 
in the Netherlands where you live, it's still a sort of a destination wedding because many people of your guests, they have to travel. So if you're picking a venue, it's all beautiful having this secluded venue in the woods. But if your guests can't stay overnight because there's nothing out there, it, that's a problem. So you really have to take that into consideration when you're thinking about where you want to get married. Go for romantic, but don't make it too complicated. Yes. What's the most fancy thing you have uh, arranged then? Uh, from the church, over a boat trip, over the canals, to the venue, with all the guests in it. And where was that? Uh, that was in Hamburg, yeah. And did it go well, and nobody fell in the water or got lost? The couple had organized a wedding car, and uh, the uh, brother of the bride was driving it. So, as a planner, I had... Um, I told him a pick-up point where the boat would come to pick so he could go on board because the rest of the guests were already on the board. Uh, and he went to the pick-up point, but there was a different boat on there, so he didn't check. There was a different wedding party on on board, so he just went on there. The boat took off, and then he realized it's the wrong party. So uh, they had we then had to organize a rendezvous on the lake so he could, on the water, swap from one boat into the other one. Weddings never go 100%, but mostly it's the fun things that you remember which make it special, so don't get too stressed out if something doesn't get 100% right. <laughs> Have you had other experiences like that where things kind of, you know, don't go... I mean, as you say, so many things can happen. Well, of course, the weather is always a factor. I remember, actually, that was before I started planning it. I once was at a wedding in May where it started snowing. And, of course, the bride didn't have, you know, just hadn't... Didn't have a jacket or anything because she was thinking end of May, you know, nothing's going to happen and it snowed. So we were at step three, that was the nice bit planning. Are there other steps then involved, or basically after you've got your venue and your documents and you're planning the wedding, that's a whole lot of steps, of course, the planning? Yeah, well, you have to decide what do you want. I mean, do you want to have a ceremony? How elaborate do you want to have a ceremony? How many guests do you want to have? I mean, in the Netherlands, for example, it's quite normal. You invite people uh, for the ceremony. Then you invite some for the reception, then you invite some for dinner, and invite others for a party. In other, uh, most other cultures, you invite people for your wedding, and they stay for the entire day. This is the thing that you have to consider, how many people you're going to invite. Again, that's also, of course, budget-related. Then you have to think, um, how many musical acts do I want? What sort of music do I want? How do I want to do the day? How do I entertain people? Why, for example, with my, you know, you're just married, you've got a photographer, you have to find a photographer, you have to find a band. As many things involved, yes. What about the costs of a wedding in, 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 in the Netherlands? I know it's a bit of a how long is a piece of string question, but uh, is it more expensive or less expensive than getting married in the UK, for example, or Germany? Or uh, I think the UK overall, whenever you use the word wedding, they just add double the price to everything. They're, they're not that bad here. But the, the thing you have to um, realise is most venue, if you, you are stuck with their catering. Um, Germany, I'd say, is overall... You, it's a larger country, you've got more competition, therefore everything is... It, it's generally a little bit cheaper. The service is normally a lot better than here in the Netherlands, but where isn't it, quite honestly said. Um, so you have to... If you book a venue, 
make sure they also cater what you want because you can't bring another caterer in. It's very few v venues that allow that. Yeah, but is cost cost wise, it's how low or crazy do you want to go. I mean, what would be low ish and high ish? I would say if you if you have a budget, rough budget for a wedding, you have to think about 50% of that is going to be the venue, so food, drinks, and whatever. Um, I know venues where you can do that. I'd say you probably, depending on how many guests you have, you've started about eight, 9,000, and then you can go... Sky's the limit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do, do you have a kind of a, a golden tip? Is there something that you uh, always give as a piece of advice to uh, to couples? I always say that they should predominantly think about it. This is their day. This is the first big thing they organize together as a couple, and that's something that should portray them. And I will find ways of getting in there with their parents want or whatever, but it's their day. So think about what you feel comfortable with, what you love to do, and just plan it around that. Wedding planner Beatrice Betley and her tips on getting married in the Netherlands. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast, so please get in touch with me. There are plenty of options in the show notes. Email here in Holland at gmail.com. There's a WhatsApp number and there's a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash podcast here in Holland. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then you can do so in your app of choice in iTunes or an Android app and you'll get all of the episodes to date and the new ones as they come out. And please share the podcast with family and friends. Podcasts rely on you, dear listener, spreading the word. So please let people know. Maybe you know people who are thinking of coming to the Netherlands. The podcast can also be fun for them too. Okay, enjoy and remember the Netherlands is a great place to be. I've been using the hashtag, hashtag Netherlands is great. Tweet a cool picture with the hashtag and I'll collect and publish them all on the site. From me, Andy Clark, thank you for listening and until the next time. Bye.